We're going to get started in just a minute. But before we do, I want to talk to you about Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. This is what I use for my podcast, and it is fantastic. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the March or Die show today. Very glad to have you joining me. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening and looking forward to another, uh, hopefully, helpful conversation about an issue none of us want to discuss. But we're going to discuss it anyhow. It is that important. And uh, we'll get to that in just a second. If you are watching, thank you for doing that. If you are not yet subscribed to YouTube, and that's where you would watch from, if you're not yet subscribed, please take the time to do that. Subscribe, then hit the notification bell. That will let you know when more content comes online. And uh, you can share this out, leave comments there. would love to interact with you there. Thank you for watching. If you are listening to the podcast and not watching, thank you for doing that. Make sure that you are subscribed to whatever podcast platform it is that you are listening from. That would be very, very helpful. That means that you will get this content as soon as it comes out. You'll get it fed right to your device and uh, again, I just want that to be as easy as possible for you. So you can check that out. If you're listening but not watching, go over to YouTube. You can find my channel there. Just look for Jeremy Stonlecker. You'll find me there. And uh, this content, of course, is there. The video of this and a lot of other content goes up there as well and continuing to put more and more out all of the time. And uh, looking forward to interacting with you there. Please share this out if you find it helpful. That would be fantastic. And then finally, if you would like more information about me or you want to know how you can connect to me or you want to read what I have written, uh, my blog, all of those things are found in one very simple place, jeremystalnecker.com. jeremystalnecker.com. And uh, that's the place you can find everything about me. Easy to find. It's all right there. And again, I would uh, love to have you check that out. Let me know what you think and share out anything there that you believe would be helpful to you. This is the March or Die podcast, and on this podcast, we discuss really one topic. We approach it from as many angles as we possibly can, but it's really one topic. The topic is this. How do we move forward when it would be easier to stay where we are and die? Die is something I discuss all of the time, and I'll briefly mention now when I say die, I don't mean take your last breath. <laughs> I don't mean die in the physical sense. I'm talking about that emotional and relational and spiritual death that we can all relate to, that knowledge that we could continue forward except for the difficulty that is in front of us. There is an obstacle. There is a trial. There is some kind of trauma in our past holding us back. Whatever it is, something has stepped in front of us that is preventing forward movement. 
We get to the place where we look forward and we look down where we are standing and we think to ourselves, I'd like to go forward, but it's just too hard. I'll stay where I am. And that decision, and make no mistake, it is a decision, is a decision to die. You may be breathing, you may be going to work, you may even be somehow participating in the relationships around you, but you know that you are not living up to your God-given potential. You are not accomplishing all that you were placed on this earth to accomplish. You're no longer moving forward. You've hit it into neutral. You've decided you will stay where you are and just get by. And that's no kind of life at all. We know how easy it is to come to that conclusion. There's so much resistance. But the better decision is to march, to put one foot in front of the other and keep going forward. I have talked about this, again, from just about every conceivable angle, and we'll continue to talk about it, have guests on that will help us understand uh, the principles involved in this and some of the tools that we can take advantage of to continue moving forward. Today, I would like to talk about one of those tools, one of those things that we can use, and yet it's something that I don't think most of us enjoy. We might appreciate it, but we don't necessarily enjoy it. In fact, if we can avoid it, we want to. We all like to do what we want to do. We like to hide our own insecurities, and we like to hide our shortcomings, and we like to pretend like everything is okay. And this thing, this tool, this this resource that we have available to us is something that exposes all of it. Today, uh, as the title of this podcast (laughs) uh, would indicate, I would like to talk about accountability. Accountability. You see, in life, if we're going to move forward, accountability... It matters. You might say, well, it doesn't matter. I don't need to be accountable. I'm going to do the right thing or do my thing. I don't want anyone else to have uh, any say in my life or to push back on me. We've talked in the past about mentorship. We've talked about having the right people in your life. And that's a big part of all of this. But accountability is putting yourself in a position where outside resources, outside influences, people outside of your circle can speak into your life. But here's the sticking point. Accountability is only helpful if you are willing to be honest. There is an industry in our country, it's the industry of consultants. Uh, I, I appreciate consultants here at the Mighty Oaks Foundation where I work. We've used consultants. Consultants are great. They can be very helpful. They have knowledge. They can see things and explain things and coach you, by, uh, coach you through what you're going through. Uh, they can be very, very helpful. The thing about a consultant, though, is a consultant is only as good as the information they are receiving. If you hire a consultant and you only tell them the parts of the business story that you want them to hear, then they're going to give you bad information and we'll probably blame the consultant for not being good at their job. But really, they did the best they could with the information they were given. And because you didn't give them everything, you didn't show them every weakness that you have or every difficulty that you're struggling with or every shortcoming that may be a part of your life or business acumen, because you're unwilling to show those things, to share those things, to be transparent... You have a consultant that can give you some good advice, but will never be as helpful as they could have been. 
There's a show. I don't know if you watch it. I'm not recommending it, but I have seen several episodes. Uh, it's a, co- a show called uh, Kitchen Nightmares. It's a, <laughs> it's a crazy show. It's one of those reality television shows. And uh, Gordon Ramsay is a celebrity chef, and he's a little crazy, and they have to bleep out a lot of what he says. But he goes to these restaurants that are not doing well. The folks that manage the restaurant or own the restaurant, they've invited him to come to do this show. And the reason they've invited him to come is because they're not doing well. So they ask him to come and consider the type of food and the quality of food and the surroundings, the, the, the stuff in the restaurant and the cleanliness of the restaurant, all those things. They have him come and look at it. And inevitably, and this is what makes the show interesting, inevitably he will make recommendations very strongly and they will push back and say, that's not true. It's not that bad or it's not my fault. What I've observed watching that show and what I've observed watching a lot of people in life is that until the people on that show can come to the point where they accept responsibility for their shortcomings and the stuff they'd rather hide, their business is not going to get better. In life, until we are willing to be honest about our shortcomings and our challenges and uh, maybe our insecurities, until we're willing to be honest about those things, we're never going to get better. One of the great resources that we have available to us to share and then process those insecurities, those weaknesses, those challenges, is accountability. I think that a lot of people fail to continue moving forward. They stop because there's no one in their life to hold them accountable. With all of that in mind... (laughs) I want to give you some thoughts on accountability. Accountability absolutely matters. And if you don't have some accountability in your life, then you are not going to do all that you could do. You will not accomplish all that you could accomplish. You will eventually quit. And we don't want that. So, very simple format. First of all, why? (laughs) Why does accountability matter? What does accountability do for us? That's a good question. What does accountability do for us? Excellent question. Uh, A couple of things. Why? Well, accountability keeps us on track and gets us from working to accomplishing. Accountability will keep us on track and move us from working toward a goal to accomplishing a goal. If you have set a goal in front of you, let's say, for example, that it's a health goal. I will exercise this many times a week. I will change my diet in this way. I'm going to do these things, changing my lifestyle. I need to get healthy. You set a goal in front of you. The reason you have to set a goal and the reason you have to be intentional about exercise and fitness is because it's not easy. There's natural resistance. There is the bed in the morning, the couch in the afternoon, the television in the evening. There is food with lots of sugar in it that is more appealing than healthy food sometimes. A lot of resistance. You have to set a goal and then determine to accomplish something because it's difficult. But if you don't tell anyone outside of yourself that you have set this goal, then when the resistance becomes very, very difficult, it's a really big piece of cake. You're really tired. You don't want to do that. You're a little bit sore. Uh, this, This is not moving as fast as you'd like for it to. You haven't told anyone you're doing it. There is zero accountability. Then you can quit without a word or a moment of pushback. You may feel bad. 
In fact, there are a lot of people who don't have accountability, and because of that, they don't continue forward, that eventually conclude that they are a failure when really what they are is someone without accountability. Accountability will keep us on track. That's why, again, using the fitness example, it's great to to train with other people, to exercise with other people, to change how you eat in your house so there are other people around who can encourage you because there is built-in accountability. Someone saying, hey, I missed you at the gym today. (laughs) And you say, I know, I'll be there tomorrow. Uh, Or someone who is helping you stay away from the foods that you don't like because they're on the same eating path you are. That accountability, it keeps you on track and it moves you from working toward a goal to accomplishing a goal. This is what coaches do. Coaches can teach and coaches can train and they can give great insights. But you know what a coach does more than anything? They provide accountability. They make sure that you're at practice. They make sure that you're doing the stuff you need to do to get better. They're observing you and watching you and making sure that everything is moving toward the accomplishing of the goal. This is true in business having business goals that you've shared with your team. You can keep each other accountable. This is true in a relationship uh, to your wife, to your husband, whatever the case. You've established goals. You've announced or pronounced those goals. You You can now keep each other accountable. Every area of life, spiritual goals, maybe you're going to read your Bible, uh, Every day, you're going to read this much Bible during the year. You're going to spend this much time in prayer. Whatever the case, accountability keeps you on track and moves you from working toward a goal to accomplishing a goal. I'll say this, however, and this is the second thing I think accountability does, it helps you to get back up when you fall. I'll say this, it helps us to get back up when we fall. Because life doesn't stop being hard just because you've included some other people in terms of accountability. You're going to do really, really good for a really long time, and then something's going to happen, and you're going to mess it up. I was running this morning up a hill. There's a hill uh, that I like to run up and down. It just gives me uh, a good opportunity to practice going up and down these hills. And it's rocky and it's dirty and it's a lot of fun. It's not super long, so it's, it's easy enough to do several times. I was walking down, walking down. <laughs> the last time I was on my way back to my vehicle and I had run for the last uh, 35 or 40 minutes up and down this hill. I'm walking back to my vehicle because I was done with this particular workout and just started thinking about other stuff. And even though I had run this trail six times up to that point, I hit a rock and I about ate it. It was early in the morning. Thankfully, there weren't other people around, but it took me about uh, <laughs> I was about 100 yards. I don't think it was 100 yards, but it took me several steps moving very, very quickly to keep me from falling down on my face. And while I was trying to get my feet back underneath me, I was envisioning slamming my face into the path in front of me. I tripped. (laughs) And it doesn't matter in life how many times you've run up and down the hill. Eventually, you're going to kick a rock, and the rock's not going to move, and you're going to trip. You're going to fall. Now, hopefully you just trip and you're able to kind of get your feet back underneath you, but we all know what it's like to fall. You know what accountability does? It it puts people around you. They're already built in so that when you fall, they're there to say, hey, man, it's okay. (laughs) You're going to be fine. Let me help you get back up. Let's get back in the gym. Let's put the cake away. (laughs) Let's, uh, Let's 
do something else financially. We made a mistake financially. Let's get back on track. We blew our budget. It's okay. Let's get back on track. And if you have those people in your life, you have that kind of accountability, then when you fall, you won't lay there and die. You'll get up quickly. You'll move on. What a lot of us do is we fall, and because we've had no accountability, the situation goes from bad, a trip and a fall, to much, much worse, and we have to dig ourselves out. So much damage is done that it becomes very, very difficult to get back up. Accountability. You have to have the right people in your life. So what is accountability? Or what does accountability do? Um, you know, why? Why? Because it keeps us on track, moving from working to accomplishing, because it gets us back up when we fall down or we're going to fall down. What does it do? It keeps life in the right perspective. It keeps life in the right perspective. We have outside voices who aren't so consumed with the emotion of what we're dealing with that can speak truth to us. It then keeps us honest because it confronts us with that truth. We have things going on in our brains all the time. If you're like me, there's something spinning around in there all the time. And the longer it spins, the less rational it is, but the more real it feels. Having accountability in your life, it keeps you honest because it confronts you and it confronts the stuff running around in your brain with the truth. It's so helpful. Keeps life in the right perspective, keeps you honest, and confronts you with the truth. So how do we do this? This is, this is really the heart of what I wanted to get to today. How do we do this? How do we bring accountability into our lives? I hope you understand the importance of accountability. I want to give you uh, four things here that it's a starting point. <laughs> but here's how you do it. You look at your own life and you say, I don't have accountability. I don't have a lot of people around. I, I know I need this to be um, I say successful, but success is just fully realizing what God created you to be. Uh, I need that in my life. How can I bring accountability into my life? Number one, or the first thing is this. Identify important areas of life and then prioritize. I've talked about this even in the last couple of weeks. The first thing you need to do before you find someone to be accountable to is you need to identify the important areas in your life and begin to prioritize. Not everything in your life is going to require accountability. <laughs> you don't need someone to keep you accountable to watching Netflix. Probably not, right? Unless that's your job, which for most of us it's not. You don't need that. Uh, you don't need someone to keep you accountable in, in a bunch of areas. But there are important areas of life. My relationship with God is an important area of life. That's number one in my list of priorities. Number two, my relationship with my wife. Very, very important the second most important relationship in my life next to God. Beneath that would be my relationship with my children. Then there are other relationships and other responsibilities I have to include uh, friendships and work and financial responsibilities, other responsibilities that I have. You need to look at the important areas of your life, figure out what all of those important areas are, consider it a puzzle of some kind where you put all the pieces on the table, and then prioritize them. Number one, number two, number three, number four, on down the list. Have a priority list of your responsibilities, the important areas in your life. A lot of us miss it in life because we don't know what's important or most important or more important. Before you 
bring in someone or put together a system, as we'll talk about here in a minute, to be accountable, you need to prioritize your life. Know what's important. That's where it must begin. Now that you've done that, maybe it's on a piece of paper, maybe it's in a journal of some kind or a book, maybe it's electronic, it should be real, not just something in your mind, but something that you can go back to and look at and read and understand. You've got that prioritized list. These are the important areas. If I fail at everything else, I'll be okay as long as I get these things right. Then you need to consider the tools and people available for accountability. The tools, resources is is another word we could use. The resources and the people available that can provide accountability. Now, people is what we always think of when we think about being accountable. Uh, We need to have this person in my life or that person in my life. This person speak uh, into my life. People are super important when it comes to accountability. But there are other resources that we have, other tools that we have. You, You can put software on your phone or on your computer that will keep you from going to the wrong places on the Internet. You can have timers, and there are so many programs that will keep you on track with a workout program. There are budgeting tools that we have available to us, and so much is automated now that you can have budgeting tools that once you set it up, you'll get reminders that say, hey, you need to do this, or you shouldn't have done that. They'll keep you accountable. There are hundreds of resources outside of real people that can be used to keep us accountable. I think about Bible reading schedules. This has gotten so simple in the last several years, there are a lot of apps. One app that I like is the YouVersion Bible app. If you go in there and you find a Bible reading program and they have hundreds of them and you start that program, every day you'll get a reminder on your phone. You can even have it send you an email. Hey, today, this is what you need to do. You need to get on this. That keeps you accountable. And then it tracks whether or not you do it. You have your list of priorities. You figured out these are the important things. This is the order of importance. Now, what do I have in my life, what resources, what people do I have available to me to keep me accountable? We're continuing. We just started. (laughs) I know what I want to do. I've now considered the people that I can ask to help, looked at the resources available to me. Next, and this is really, really important, demand accountability from yourself, and then be accountable. Demand accountability from yourself, and then be accountable. Here's what we like to do. We like to set up programs, resources that can help us to be accountable. We like to talk to people and ask them to help us to be accountable. We do those things. We set those things up based on our list of priorities. And then if the software fails or we don't get into our email one uh, one day for some reason, or if someone who was supposed to keep us accountable didn't because they've got their own life and their own stuff going on, we blame the resources and people for our lack of accountability. Here's the thing. The people, the resources, whatever it is, they're there to help. But in order to receive accountability... We have to decide to be accountable. I know that may seem very elementary, but you have got to demand accountability from yourself. I will be accountable. There should be something inside of you 
something that scares you. When you realize that in one of these important areas of your life, you're lacking accountability. You have to be very diligent and very focused. Um, I travel quite a bit, and I was uh, at a hotel this last uh, last week, I guess. <laughs> it all blends together, blurs together. And uh, I had been in the exercise room, and I got in the elevator, and I was going back up to my room. And I started to think about this. I, I, I like to travel with other people when I can and be around other people. This was one of those times where I wasn't. And I started to think about that accountability aspect. And it's crazy because as I was going in the elevator up to my room, I was staying at a courtyard. So, you know, it wasn't a big building. It took like three floors. That was the top. Uh, I was going up there. I was like, man, what is my accountability here? Uh, I love my wife. I love my family. I'm a little bit vulnerable because I'm by myself. If something happened or if someone said that something happened, how do I make sure that I've been accountable? I have a tracking thing on my phone that my wife has access to. She can see where I've been and what I've done. Uh, so she has that. I called her as I was walking to my room <laughs> to talk to her. I called her and texted her a couple times throughout the night. There has to be accountability. Uh, other people who I was there to be with, and, and we were doing an event, uh, they knew where I was. I made sure they had my schedule, all of those things. When I travel with someone else, uh, I like to exchange keys whenever possible. They're in a different room than I am. I'm going to give them my key, and they can walk into my room anytime they want to, (laughs) night or day, not because I want them walking into my room, but I need to know that they could at any time. There is accountability there. You should become nervous if you look at an important area of your life and realize there is no accountability. Demand accountability from yourself. Don't let it slide. Don't let it slip. If one of your systems is not working, find something else. Demand accountability, which leads me to the next thing. And <clears throat> I'll say it, I'll read it, and then uh, I'll explain it. But, but listen to me. Trust systems <laughs> and not people. I, I don't want this to be confusing. But trust systems and not people. So I said, I just said a minute ago, demand accountability from yourself, and you must. Here's the problem. We are all fallible. We are all <laughs> inherently sinful. And in a weak moment, we'll do things that we never thought possible. Everything lines up. We'll find ourselves in a place that we wouldn't have imagined we could have been. So what we need to do is demand accountability. Feel bad. Feel a little bit nervous. If you don't have that accountability, make sure you have it. Find it. Demand it. But in all of that, trust systems and not people. Yourself or others. You need to have the right people in your life. Again, softwares and all of those things. This can all be really helpful. But trust systems. Here's what I mean by that. Put systems in place before you need them that will make sure you're staying accountable. We can bypass any system. We can shut any system down. If we really want to, we can run into something harmful or just throw our hands up and say, I'm not going to do it anymore. But I think there's got to be something in us that wants to accomplish. So set up a system. If you need to read your Bible in the morning, for instance, a system would be you already know what you're going to read in the morning. You already know where your Bible, and if you use pens to write or take notes, you know where that is. You've got everything figured out. 
Maybe you like to have a cup of coffee with your Bible reading in the morning. You've got the coffee pot all prepped and ready to go. You have an alarm maybe next to your bed, but you have a hard time getting out of bed. So you put an alarm uh, across the room so that when it goes off, you have to get up to turn it off. All of these pieces create a system that will make sure in the morning you get out of bed (laughs) and you do the things you said you were going to do. Trusting yourself would be saying, I have an alarm next to my bed. When it goes off, I'm sure I'll get up and then I'll find my Bible and I'll do my stuff and then I'll have coffee. You're creating resistance that is unnecessary. Develop a system that carries you forward. Perhaps with your Bible reading or your Bible reading plan, you're using an app that will remind you and you're doing that Bible reading plan with someone else and they will remind you you've got a system. Again, using the example of travel, when you're traveling by yourself, I use myself, when I'm traveling by myself, there are things that I always do to make sure that I am accountable so I don't get myself into trouble doing something stupid or at least give the appearance of doing something stupid. Systems. I'm not going to trust myself and I'm not going to trust other people. I hope other people will do the right thing and I'm sure they will and there are good people to speak into my life. But I've established systems around my life that will maintain accountability. Trust systems and not people. And then finally, this is what do I do now? (laughs) Begin where you are. You might say, I don't feel good about where I am. I don't, I've done a lot of things wrong or I should have done a better job. It doesn't matter. Begin where you are. Back to number one, (laughs) prioritize. Identify the important areas of your life and prioritize. Once you've done that, consider the tools and people available for accountability. Demand accountability from yourself and be accountable. And then trust systems and not people. Don't trust yourself or others. Use your own dedication and determination. Use other people, of course. Use those those, uh, processes and those things that you can bring into your life. But develop a system that will carry you forward. Accountability must be very intentional. You must be determined and focused. (laughs) You have to make it happen. Accountability matters. And I think that when the bullets in life, so to speak, come flying your direction, one of the critical components required if you will move forward when it would be easier to stay where you are is accountability. Do you have accountability in the most important areas of your life? If you do, You'll keep moving forward. If you don't, you're one bad decision away from a big fall. I hope that's a help to you. Uh, Again, such an important concept, one we like to stay away from because we don't like to expose what's going on in our hearts. But if we will, to the right people, at the right time, with the right systems in place, we will march when it may be easier to stay where we are and die. Thank you. Look forward to talking to you next time. No matter what you're going through, you are not alone. Sis, if you've experienced pain in your father-daughter relationship, I want you to know that you are loved and seen. I'm Kia Stevens, host of the Hope for Women with Father Wounds podcast, and I created my show to help you exchange your father wounds for the love of God the Father. Join me for encouragement, wisdom, and scripture. 
Just search Hope for Women with Father Wounds on lifeaudio.com or wherever you get your podcast.